welcome to this episode of Hangout with Sujata. And today I'm really delighted uh, to present my guest. Uh, his name is Mahesh Bala Subramaniam. But some people also very fondly call him Maheshi. And uh, he's, uh, he's got a wealth of knowledge, inf information, and a very diverse kind of uh, music which I'm sure the audience will enjoy. So without further ado, Mahesh, welcome to the show. And uh, shall we go to your playlist? Thank you, Sujata. Yeah. So the first song is Babul Mora by Kale Seigel. And this is a classic song, if I'm not mistaken. Am I right? So we listen to the song, then chat on the side. Sure. I'm not a 
okay so what does this song uh, have a meaning for you because this is a, if i'm not mistaken this is a very old hindi classical yeah song mm, it's uh, the songs i usually like have nothing to do with my personal experiences it's more to do with the song by itself or the history behind the song now this is sung by uh, kl saigal who is probably the first superstar of hindi films uh, he reigned the it was not called bollywood then from 1930s to till his death in 1947 so i like his voice there's a lot of pain in his voice and he is a uh, singer actor and uh, very very popular those days so and the other thing is that uh, i think almost all his songs he could never sing a song sober so he's always drunk and the other thing is and still you can't fault his singing ever you know in spite of being sozzled and uh, singing the other thing is he i don't think he could ever sit and uh, he could never stand and sing which is how you sing usually in the studios or uh, though the not the playback times you are singing yourself uh, so he could he could only uh, i mean i think it's in the later movies or uh, later when recordings came into play he could only sit and sing because he was so sozzled i suppose so so i like the singer a lot and probably not many of my generation like these kind of uh, songs and this singer i mean they usually laugh at me when i say that i like his singing and i appreciate his singing so and uh, yeah so that's one the other thing is uh, and there have been lot many renditions of the same song uh, later by bhimsen joshi these are all classical singers bhimsen joshi kishori amonkar um, then the jagjit singh who is a ghazal singer and uh, in later years even modern there's a modern version also of the song so but then this is the best because there is some kind of depth to the voice and uh, you know less a lot of pain and the song by itself was written by this uh, nawab in probably 1855 or something 56 before the mutiny uh, or maybe just after that during the mutiny of uh sepoy mutiny in 1987 1857 uh the nawab was uh, wajid ali shah and uh, he wrote the song the song basically talks of uh, it's uh, regressive in that sense in these days in the sense a woman is leaving her father's house to go to the husband's house that is the song basically and she is you know uh, lamenting over it that i would never be able to come back to your house and you know she's saying that your courtyard is you know is uh, huge like a parbat which is a mountain so uh, how do and uh, your house has now become foreign to me it's uh, you know so and uh, wajid ali shah wrote this song it's a beautiful song in his context because he was exiled by the british from lucknow to calcutta to west bengal so for him leaving lucknow was leaving uh, a woman a girl leaving her father's house and uh, you know has to go to a, a stranger's house basically her husband and a stranger's family so she has to get used to that so he's and he wrote it in that kind of context and pain 
so it was really heartbreaking for him to leave lucknow you know, uh, not the exile by itself i think just that he has to leave that town and that you know what he thought was his world so it's the same lament as a new bride leaving her father's house so that's why i love this song but this song is a very unusual song is it from a movie or how did you develop a liking for this song uh, yeah it's from a movie it's a movie and then yeah uh, and i heard the rendition of all i heard live rendition of even bhimsen joshi and tishar yamankar of this song i've been to live concerts i love that too but then this is somehow holds uh, yeah Um, more meaning to me. So you have an affinity for such type of songs. I do. I do like Saigal a lot. I love his songs. Yeah. So I okay. thought I should represent him by one song, and I chose this song <laughs> because it's got more to the song than just. Okay. No, yeah, it's got it's got a lot of depth. Okay. So with that, we'll go to the next song, which is "Love Me Do" the Beatles. this before mm-hmm. so <laughs> yeah so unlike these days when the kids you uh, know teenagers share songs probably last 15 years the i think the uh, english songs the rock and roll and all have been very prevalent on the latest one hip hop or whatever music that they may be listening to is very common and you share it on various platforms and whatsapp and spotify this is i'm talking of what i must have i was a teenager around uh, 
so uh, the only way of sharing uh, was probably listening to a cassette if you're going to somebody's house and so this was my first ever introduction to english songs beatles were my first song that i mean of course you saw hollywood films and then there were some songs but you never related to it as a song as a group so no you i come to know of an existence that there was a group uh, called beatles and okay they were very popular in the 60s and 70s and then yeah you start listening to it and uh, oddly you know you would uh, when you listen to a new group or something it could be any song right but uh, when i started listening or when i was introduced to it it was again from that first hit our first song that they sung right it could have been any song from the album so it i went by the same sequence and when i heard this song the first time i think yeah in i think this particular song has got a personal story in the sense that yeah it really appealed to me and then i am became a huge fan of the beatles you know i don't think i ever been i mean i can even till today i can listen to their songs again and again you know if you are feeling down or you know if you are feeling happy anything you know any kind of situation you can listen to the songs so it appeals to me yeah since you were yes. a teenager any love first love crush or something because the song is about love and you uh, were a teenager I'm <laughs> come on spill sure. the beans i'm not sure i don't recall anything of that kind i just love the song in this yeah and then the groups or the friends you are hanging out with some of them would like this song so you know so that's how and you enjoy the song together right mm-hmm. that's the time when you yeah listen to songs so because till then it was only hindi music or you know or my parents used to listen to carnatic music yeah so this was a i yeah the remembrance of this song is very special in that sense okay since mahesh is not going to reveal any secrets the next song is bridge over troubled water by simon and garfunkel Yeah. 
Words are very good. It's like a, it could be a friendship song, love song, mm -hmm. hint of pain, sadness. Yeah. yeah. So the previous song was Beatles, right? Yeah. So that was my first introduction to, you know, Western songs in that sense. So after that, yeah, one was listening to Beatles. And, uh, then uh, I uh, uh, wasn't much into Western songs in that sense. And uh, I, uh, my wife now, she, uh, she, I was dating her, just started dating her. Ah, finally so a love story. She uh, introduced me to Simon Garfunkel. And I think this was the first song we heard together. So I really loved it. And the entire album, there are lots of, there is the boxer in this, then uh, El Condor Pasa, then there is... Uh, 
Cecilia and uh, and of course Sound of Silence. Now Sound of Silence was a favorite song. So this was a uh, from this album. So that was uh, yeah I really loved this yeah, one. Sound so this of is Silence a, is also yeah. Nice. So but I chose this one because it's like got yeah I really like this when song. you were in yeah, the, the romantic uh, time i guess yeah romantic and plus it was introduced by her yeah. i mean otherwise i would probably wouldn't have come to know of this group at all mm. and i really like the group and then of course they split and i like we started listening to uh, one song by simon called graceland even uh, call me al that the album is called graceland and call me al so we started liking it and it would be on many trips if you would play the cd of this is still there in the car so yeah so this is that the remembrance of this A long time favorite yeah. okay yeah. so with that we go to the next song which is moonlight sonata right okay
So while this is a lovely piece of music and it uh, seems to be a favorite also with my guests, we have played an excerpt of this music and let's hear from Mahesh what is the significance that resonates with him. Okay, I just love this piece and uh, the history of Beethoven and you know how he started and uh, I think uh, one of the greatest uh, periods of uh, Western classical music, I suppose, when you, uh, this 18th century, right? Yeah, so it's like uh, early 20th century when, you know, for literature, it was a great period in Germany and France when there was Sartre, Simone de Beauvoir, Albert Camus. So this is, I think, the golden period of Western classical music. So I love Western classical. Again, it's a, uh, I think uh, I started uh, I got introduced into Western classical through Hollywood films, one of those you know, early black and white. Even these days, when you see the, the music, the background music, you know, has got a lot of depth. depth. When there is, um, you know, an emotional scene, a romantic scene, what plays in the background is not, unlike Hindi films or Indian films, it's not some loud music or... Uh, it's more a popular kind of thing which goes but here it is you know soft. usually soft classical music and uh, yeah so that and then this i think if i'm not mistaken moonlight sonata it's actually the original name is piano sonata number 14 it was played in a polish uh, film called uh, venezia which is i think venice it's a world war ii kind of film I mean based in World War Two. it's a beautiful film which I saw it in a film festival I think this is one of the theme songs of that movie so it resonated a lot with me and I went and listened to it again and again and as an instrument I like uh, in I like Western classical a lot because the entire piece or the opera to listen to because it goes to the entire gamut of emotions you know it's like pain, sorrow, there is sadness, there is strife, fight, everything in that 15 minute you can, you know, the, it goes through the entire thing. So I like it as a piece, you know, rather than even, I like Hindustani classical also, Carnatic music has started to, you know, in classical music, Carnatic classical music also has started to appreciate. But I don't think they, um, as good as they are, they are either uh, a kind of a, hymns or ode to God or it's about love. I don't think it goes beyond those emotions but 
western classical goes beyond a lot of emotion it can be you know it can it can take you through history upheavals capture, capture no it's not an individual yeah. thing it's yeah. a more it could be a entire world you know you can yeah. bring the entire thing into the into picture in a western classical music so i really somehow feel that uh, they are far superior in their genre <clears throat> so i like it and as an instrument i like piano and violin because i feel these two instruments can be it doesn't need any accompaniment you can just play a piano or violin and it can still be so soothing and so beautiful and you know you don't need a vocal it can it's yeah. that's beautiful and beethoven by himself after this year this is must be again i don't know 1750 or 1760s that he must have composed it he started turning deaf and he continued and he went into a shell and he got withdrawn he didn't go for concerts or performance and um, but he continued to compose i mean that's something amazing if you're deaf how can you compose that's something that i really can't figure out but he continued to compose some great uh, uh, music for under 15 20 years till he lived so i think that's amazing it's fascinating one can always listen to yeah. music but to <coughs> go into the depths and history of the music which i see that you have yeah, you, a lot yeah you yeah once you start liking it you probably want to learn more about it so you go into it and the other thing i want to kind of say is that as indians i am sure it's true of pakistanis also i think we can appreciate i am so glad in a way that that's why i'm glad i'm an indian in that sense that i can appreciate so many songs you know i can appreciate uh, anything from hindi music to indian classical to western classical to uh, hip hop to rock and roll i don't think any other country or nationality i i, I may be wrong but can really uh, no listen to you know it's like sports you know we can appreciate so many sports western indian you know the colonial but if you go to a country they probably appreciate just the football and the rugby in some country they appreciate only the cricket but we can appreciate from cricket tennis you know there's some golf anything you know i can switch on it uh, uh, switch on the sports channel and i can start appreciating and i know about the sport also it's not that you know baseball since it's similar to cricket i i don't think any american would even know about cricket or like cricket yeah so i think in that sense the sports and music i think the indians can appreciate a wider range than any other nationality i feel somehow Our, yeah what you're saying is about the diversity of the indians on certain topics i suppose yeah that's it yeah, yeah. and okay. these are important topics art and culture yes. and sports that's right so with that we go to the last song in the playlist which is pyar kiya to darna kya which is a song from in the, the film mughal azam and sung by lata mangeshkar who's a very well known uh, singer yeah. in the bollywood yeah she arena. passed away just i think few months back yeah so let's hear the song then we'll chat
Yeah, so this song, I like a lot of songs and I usually uh, watch a lot of videos probably late night and you know, whenever I get into the mood and then yeah, this is uh, more visual for me than the song by itself. Mm. First of all, this is a, from the movie called Mughal Azam, uh, which got released in 1960 and uh, uh, I wasn't born then and uh, it... Uh, took 15 years to make this movie because the producer fell into bad times there's no money and then it but when you see the movie it doesn't look like it was made over 15 years okay so that is something really great about this movie and uh, <clears throat> then um, the way the eye for detail in the song and in the movies like uh, something which you won't find in Indian films even today so there's something about it, you know, the director, the way he went about his job for this movie was, I think, I'm to keep one's passion uh, for 15 years for a movie is something great. You know, it's not it's uh, not song. easy. Yeah, it's, it's not that easy you yes. know, for a movie. Even people say that, you know, you start a movie, even if you're finishing in two years, to keep the same passion for two years till it gets released, which means post-production is not an easy job at all. Uh, and so, so in that sense, it's very good. So this movie, uh, uh, while like this song, when I see it, is that the song starts. Uh, this is about the movie is about. It's like a Romeo Juliet. Uh, though there is no family involved, it's about two individual, a courtesan uh, and uh, the prince. They fall in love, and the king doesn't like it because the prince can marry only a princess. So there is a social divide there so she's not from the uh, same social strata so so there is a conflict there and uh, <clears throat> so this song when it starts there is a actually before the song starts there is at least a four minute dance uh, sequence that happens so the moment the dance ends and uh, the emperor is Akbar is one of the you know, strongest kings ever and you know he ruled India and beyond India for the longest time so he was uh, yeah he was a very strong emperor and of course his uh, word you know is final <clears throat> so the dance ends and the emperor is going you know he's sitting in his throne and this prince that is Salim Jahangir is sitting to his left so after the uh, dance ends, he makes a movement. That's the genius of this director. In this entire song, there's several portions where you'll see his genius. So he moves towards the prince to say something. When the song starts, and he looks surprised at the actress uh, and the courtesan, you know, that how is she singing? Because she's supposed to only dance. She's not supposed to open her mouth, right? 
So that is a very good eye for detail, I thought, that the director brought into the thing. And he probably, the director knew that this is going to be the highlight of the film. Because in the entire film, it's a black and white film. This song is shot in color. Okay, <clears throat> this is the only song in color in the entire movie. And uh, and this is, uh, and they uh, created, you know, a, um, kind of a ceiling of mirrors. Because in one of the shots, she says that, you know, the only person I can see is my uh, beloved. And then all the mirrors reflect only the prince's uh, face, uh, Prince Salim's uh, face. So that is one. And uh, <clears throat> the other thing is in the song, uh, uh, the emperor, as the song keeps on, the crescendo keeps on rising, he becomes very angry. You can see the anger in his face that is not, that is not happy at all. But <clears throat> there is a line in between the, the, towards the last stanza where she says, Parda nahi hai koi khuda se, bandho se parda karna kya. Okay, that basically that when there is no veil in front of the God, we are all open and without veil in front of the God. Mm, what a what are you, you know, common people you not know, talking about? So she has reduced and then the camera pans to the emperor's face. So during that anger, this is the only portion when the emperor <coughs> no, is reduced to a common man. So his, when she says that there is no, not, we are nothing in front of the God, that, that's when his eyes, you know, kind of uh, show some kind of humility and he has to show that, no, that she's right. And then the crescent again increases and of course it goes back to the anger and all. But this portion where she says that and his expression, the emperor reduced to a common man, I think those details are very good. <clears throat> the other context in which I like this song is this was made in 1960 when the social mores were more uh, rigorous in the sense of you know, love marriage and falling you know, <clears throat> outside your community and you know kind of you know anything no even love marriage by itself even within yeah. you know how india is india's yes. caste system and uh, you know how rigorous they are and even now they're quite regressive yes so <clears throat> my thing is that and uh, unfortunately india doesn't have any records or you know any writings which uh, kind of capture the uh, society and you no know, pop you no know, pop music or pop culture and society there's very little done in that. So I don't know whether this is <clears throat> like a that to a and uh, um, the this is a woman singing to an emperor. Yeah. Okay. Which a girl singing to an emperor and challenging his authority yes. in a sense. Yeah. So I want to know whether when the movie was released and the song became so popular, whether there's a lot of <clears throat> kind of uh, rebellion against families and by girls, you know, what kind of churning it did in the society and uh, yeah so it's, it would have been interesting to know that yeah but so that's why i like this but song. it's amazing how you have gone into all the nuances which the camera would have captured because not many <coughs> can you know have the discerning kind of a outlook on when they watch a movie to you know mm -hmm. see those angles and all fantastic yeah. so with that we come to the end of the show and uh, I would like to thank Mahesh for hanging out with me 
it's been a pleasure and always it's a very interesting conversation when you talk to Mahesh because as I said in the beginning that he has got a wealth of information and knowledge and uh, maybe there shall be a s another sequel to Yeah, he's got lots of songs. Because he's yeah. got lots of songs and he has not really opened up the way I had expected from but we shall we shall see in another <coughs> episode. Thanks Ujata for inviting me. Thanks. It was a pleasure talking to you and your audience.